I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today I'm introducing you to Anne Blythe. She's the founder and CEO at Betrayal Trauma Recovery. Those three important words, Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And you may already be familiar with Anne Blythe as she does have podcasts uh, out as well. But let's talk about that. The name of the organization of the services that you provide is Betrayal Trauma Recovery. Uh, and tell me about why you founded this and why it's so important. Like me, so many women are in an emotionally or psychologically abusive relationship and they don't know it. So uh, my situation was that for seven years I went to counseling. I had my uh, now ex-husband go to counseling to try and figure out these communication issues and addiction issues and these issues that I didn't realize that to me were actually abuse issues. And the more I read and understood it, the more I was like, wow, this emotional and psychological abuse piece is really misunderstood and people really need to understand it. So I began podcasting while I was recovering from this type of abuse. So the beginning of my podcast is extremely raw and people can hear me crying and just really struggling with coming to grips with my own situation. And a lot of women really related to that because they were like, wow, that's me too. I, I, I was trying to use I statements, for example. I was trying to improve my communication. I was trying to do all of these things, but in the context of manipulation and lying and other problematic behaviors, those types of that type of advice, like improve your communication, doesn't really work. And so I help women navigate that. Very interesting because often, you know, we do talk about the importance of healing in a relationship, right? By beginning with, let's mm-hmm. make sure that people know how to have safe communication, et cetera. So having that as a foundation it seems to me is a very important premise to have. Here are skills that we need to learn. But what you're indicating is that those skills cannot solve the problem when you're dealing with someone who's actively manipulating you or actively betraying you. Exactly. Yeah. So many of the women in our community are actually highly skilled communicators. They're excellent at all these healthy things that people learn in therapy, right? They're really excellent at restating or using I statements or compassion or empathy. They're highly skilled at these important interpersonal relational behaviors. When they're being actively, I should say if, right, if or when they're being actively lied to or manipulated, then it doesn't matter how highly skilled you are, (laughs) that is not going to work in this type of psychological or abuse, uh, psychological or emotional abuse situation. 
Your website, by the way, Anne Blythe, who is the founder and CEO at Betrayal Trauma Recovery, has a lot of really great accessible information. And and I think to me, as a beginning place for people to go, okay, you know, gosh, this sounds familiar to me. And I'm going to have you describe a little bit more when you're talking about when you're with a spouse or a partner or a loved one who has these kind of destructive behaviors to start identifying those behaviors behaviors, right? And 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 putting mm-hmm. words to that. And the website for those who are curious is just simple, btr.org. So let's talk about some of these hurtful or harmful practices that you're saying are, are so abusive to women and that we need to be able to identify in order to move through this and recover. Mm-hmm. So the most difficult thing about this is that you can't tell immediately if someone is lying to you or manipulating you, right? There's no like telltale sign. Many of the women in my community report that he looked them right in the eye and said, no, I'm not having an affair (laughs) or no, I'm not using pornography or no, I'm not yada, 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 you know, whatever it was. And so a lot of people said, well, eye contact might be an indicator of lying or manipulation or something. And we know that's not the case. There actually isn't, Nobody is a human lie detector test, right? So what we do know is that women have an innate ability to sense when something isn't right, which is awesome. And if they have this gut feeling, it's um, outlined really well in a book called The Gift of Fear, if anyone has read that by um, a man named Gavin, and I'm forgetting his last name right now. It's an excellent book about, about that gut feeling that women sometimes get. Now, in that regard, it could be a simple, it could be a simple explanation, right? So determining your level of safety is sometimes a long process. We have women who have tried communication, have tried this, have tried that for years. And then, then after trying things for a long time, then they start to realize, oh, I'm being gaslit or whatever. So it is a very complex and difficult thing to determine. So I don't want to discount the complexity of it. Um, I think a lot of people when talking about abuse think, well, why didn't she just get out or why wasn't it, you know, why didn't she know this? And it's because it's so complex and so difficult. You're also dealing with someone that you absolutely adore and love, right? And you want things to work and you want to trust and believe them because trust is the foundation of any relationship. So working through all of these issues is complex and difficult, which is part of why I started podcasting about it, because it wasn't something that you can just explain in a short amount of time. Um, I've been podcasting for four years now, and we cover lots of different topics from, um, you know, lying, manipulation, how to know if you're being manipulated, those types of things. And it's, it's never going to be a, one day I came home and asked him, are you manipulating me? And he said, oh, yes, I have been for 20 years. Like, it's never going to be that type of simple solution, if that makes any sense. It does make um, a lot of sense. And and the author you were looking for, his name was Gavin DeBecker, right? Gavin DeBecker, the author of The Gift of Fear, um, the, the book. Um, and we're talking to Anne Blythe, who is the founder and CEO at Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And there are a lot of different services um, that are provided. Anne's podcast is, is one part of the information that you can get as you connect to Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And it's actually, you know... 
you don't even have to be right signed up for the services to be able to access that podcast. Is that correct? Uh-huh. And, that and, is correct. And what is the name of your podcast? It's called Betrayal Trauma Recovery. All right. It's available on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and any major podcasting service. And you say you talk about a lot of different um, topics. So if we look at women in general and, and you say, okay, from my personal experience, I started to learn that rather than doubting myself or doubting the reality or the sense something's not right, I don't believe my partner is being honest with me. I actually feel like I know that this is right. I, I'm My feet mm-hmm. are grounded on the ground. Okay, so betrayal can come from someone who is lying to you. Uh, You mentioned porn use, which is a complex emotional betrayal as well. Infidelity Mm -hmm. on your website. It also mentions uh, narcissism, uh, emotional Mm -hmm. abuse and sexual coercion. And it's interesting because I can look at 2020 and say we used to just talk about abuse uh, you know, a generation before me, only about physical abuse. And then in my lifetime, it became talking about emotional abuse being just as damaging um, in many ways, right? And understanding that. Yeah. So so your support, your counseling, your support groups, that information is to help women identify, right, those patterns that they've been a part of mm-hmm. so that they can then grab the power back in their life and move forward. Would that be exactly. accurate? Okay. Let's... It would be. And mm-hmm. I, no, go, I no. would like to say yeah. really quickly, while we're talking about this, although my organization, Betrayal Trauma Recovery, Recovery deals exclusively with women victims of male perpetrators, that I want to acknowledge that many men have also been victimized by lying or manipulation or other things. So I, I want to say that although I speak in a gender segregated way because my particular organization is specifically for women, that I want to just, you know, give a shout out to anyone out there who's listening that, that this can, this is a problem and can be a problem with any gender. Any gender can lie or deceive or manipulate. And, and regardless of who is doing that, it is wrong. Right. And any, in, in fact, I was very close to a couple where the, it was the female who was the emotional abuser. And, and mm-hmm. that in some ways became even more complex because that mm-hmm. the man in himself didn't have the network of support to identify because mm-hmm. it wasn't happening as frequently and the support services weren't there. So I really appreciate, Anne, that you would share. Um, let's talk about the support that is provided and the process someone goes through when they begin with Betrayal Trauma Recovery, either by heading to the website at btr.org or listening to your podcast. What does the journey look like? I think in the beginning, many women aren't aware of exactly what's happening. They have this sense that something's wrong, but what they're really looking for, and they might not even know they're looking for it, is language to describe their experience. Right. They're they're looking for a way to sort of organize their experience to help help it make sense, a model, so to speak. And so from the Betrayal Trauma Recovery podcast, they can start gaining words like gaslighting, like um, DARVO, for example. DARVO is an excellent uh, acronym for people who aren't aware of it. It stands for defend. Like when you're, you're like, wait a minute, I think I'm being abused and you confront your abuser, a very common abusive tactic is called DARVO. It's where the abuser defends his position. Then he attacks 
his victim, and then he somehow reverses the victim and offender role. So he becomes the victim and she is the offender. And so just concepts like this and patterns that we help people see so that they can clearly determine, is my situation fitting these known patterns of emotional and psychological abuse and sexual coercion? It's really interesting because some women start down this journey and they're afraid. I think a lot of women are afraid. They have a gut feeling that something's not right, but because they love their spouse and they love their family, they kind of like don't want to get educated about abuse because they think maybe it will be abuse and that's too scary. And for everyone, I want to say that it's going to be abuse if it's abuse, whether you find out about it or not, or whether you get educated about it or not, the, the situation will still exist. And the awesome thing is, if it's not abuse, you getting educated about it, you will know. It's, you'll, when you look at the patterns, you'll be like, oh, this pattern doesn't fit my experience. Okay, this might be something else. But um, the, I went through that where I was uh, I actually was at the domestic violence shelter and they handed me a book and I didn't read it for three weeks because I thought, no, that's not me. That's not me. And when I read it, I checked all the boxes. But a lot of women might read that and be like, oh, it really isn't me. But you're not going to know if it's you or if it's not you if you don't get educated about it. Well, and and I and I appreciate you acknowledging the complexity of that too, Anne, in that um, many people want and most marriages do take time and understanding and learning on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most yeah. most individuals are children. Just, you know, they're growing beards by the time we get married. But we're really still quite, quite young uh, when we get married and we're bringing habits with us that we're not even aware of. Like you talked about Darvo, the defending and attacking and the reversing. That could be something that someone was exposed to when they were young and not even recognizing it, that they are being abusive in, in implementing. That And so, um, you know, yes, there are times where you will need to, like in, in, in a situation you're describing, I need to be in a safe place and out of this relationship that is hurting me and threatening my emotional and physical well-being. And then there are when you have a truth, when you recognize there are these damaging behaviors that can also help you build a bridge or help you find the resources to build the correct bridge, right, for recovery mm-hmm. for both spouses and for the marriage itself. Mm-hmm. And and I think yeah. that, yeah, where traditional counseling may not be addressing some of these, once you have information about this, then maybe you can then, you know, target the more specific habits that are so hurtful. You um, you mentioned mm-hmm. the, the, the term gaslighting, and we're hearing more of it. Can you describe it for those who may be hearing it and like, okay, what is gaslighting? Gaslighting, in, I'll just do the Anne Blythe definition, is purposefully altering someone, else, someone else's reality to fit what you want the reality to be, what you want them to think their reality is. So in the context of my community, what we have often is a a man who is portraying a certain image, right? Particularly in Utah, we have, I would say, a white white shirt and tie um, 
church-going person, and that's the image they want to portray to the world. They want to portray to the world that they're an upstanding citizen, that they're a good employee, you know, those types of things. And so to their wife, that's also the image that they want to portray. And so let's say that man has stayed after work because he's having an affair with a woman at work, or that he stayed after work because he used porn in his office. Let's pretend. And when he comes home late and she says, hey, you're late, right? I thought you were going to get home at six. And instead of saying the truth, which is, well, I stayed late at work because I was using porn, he might say to her, well, you don't respect my job, right? I do and do and do for you. I do so much. And why can't you respect my job? And why are you always complaining about my work? That is a clear gaslighting situation because he's purposefully trying to alter her reality and not let her know the truth of what is really happening. And this is so damaging because when a woman does find out the truth, like, whoa, this whole time he wasn't even working. He was using porn. Number one, that is harmful to her in and of itself. But number two, him at, like telling her she's too critical or telling her like, you, you don't respect me or, you know, other statements like that are damaging to her because then she starts questioning herself, like, wait a minute, am I? Am I too critical? Am I too this? Am I too that? So many women are being accused of being too much of a certain thing or not enough of a certain thing, right? You're not, you're not beautiful enough. You, you're not a good cook. You're not a good something. And that altering of reality is very difficult because it supports this fake image that someone wants and um, is it stops someone from actually having a healthy relationship. Right. And it, and it, and whoever is doing that gas lighting then is not being held accountable for his or her behavior. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Right. And, um, and the longer that they get away with that, the more skilled and comfortable they will be at it, which, which mm-hmm. is kind of human nature, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it it's it becomes habitual and and uh, and inflicting that kind of those lies or or mistruths on others or um, no longer has the sting that it did initially. At least I'm speaking from a position of having had a, a sister who was in a uh, physical and emotional abusive relationship and watching that dynamic um, portray or you know play out throughout um, the first part of her life and 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 it's a, a very difficult thing. So so first I should just say. And I'm sorry that you had to go through something that was so painful. And and yet out of this, you were able to have other women recognize that or be validated. Like, I've experienced this, too. I see this and I deserve to have honesty, right, and to have someone respect my perspectives and my thoughts. So so as betrayal, trauma, recover, we talked about the journey that someone would have. First, they would learn to look and see whether or not these type of hurtful behaviors are occurring in their relationship. And it could be that they're not, like you said, and it doesn't apply Mm -hmm. to their marriage. If it does apply, what is the next step of support that betrayal, trauma recovery provides? The next step would be empowering women to use their voice. And like you said, that comes from validation. So when you know, wait a minute, like maybe my, my husband or ex-husband and his family are saying I'm crazy, or even my, my pastor or my clergy is saying I'm crazy, or, you know, you've got, you've got stuff going on at this point, right? That's very difficult. So being empowered to set boundaries 
and being empowered to make your way to safety and to hold your truth in the face of a lot of opposition or persecution in some cases is really important. And we find that the best way to do that is to actually talk with other women who have been through it to gain strength. So we have a daily online support group. It happens multiple times a day in every single time zone across the world. And women, when like a you know, if they have a disturbing conversation that happens, say, with a with anyone, a therapist, pastor, you know, it, you could, it could be anybody, um, they can immediately, well, not immediately, but within a few hours, get into a group that is facilitated by one of our professional certified betrayal trauma recovery coaches. And in that session, process what happened and know what to do. That is a question that so many women ask all the time. What do I do? What do I do? And because every situation is different and because things are so complex, just some blanket like, oh, get out right now or, uh, oh, just do this is not helpful. It's not helpful at all. So talking to someone and being able to explain what happened, be able to explain how you're feeling, and have them give you correct information and an accurate way to address it is very important. I think back about my own mother and sister who absolutely adore me, but because they didn't understand this type of abuse, they unknowingly gave me terrible advice. Now, they, we kind of all laugh about it now, right, because they were like, oh, like, what could you do to improve communication and things like that? And and I love them and I'm so grateful for them and I don't fault them at all. But that's part of the problem is that you have people, uh, the women victims have people who love them, who want to help them, who don't understand. So having a professional who is available practically 24 hours a day, at least four times a day in multiple time zones is really imperative. So women can hop on those groups, get the strength that they need, be able to explain it well, know what they're going to do, and then take action. And we have seen women make their way to safety regardless of the outcome, right? At, at BTR, we're not pro-divorce. We are pro-safety. So we're just trying to help women get to emotional safety in whatever form that takes. And we have seen women set boundaries in order to get themselves to emotional safety through being able to talk out their complex individual situations with one of our coaches. These online groups, are they anonymous? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, everyone's super familiar with Zoom now. We've been using Zoom for years. Yes, thanks to the, COVID-19. The, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So our coaches moderate every single person who enters to make sure that they are one of our actual members. They double check their name. They cross check that they've um, come in. Everyone is required to be on video so that we know exactly who it is. We know that there aren't any men listening or any um, other, you know, maybe husbands or ex-husbands or something listening. And um, it's encrypted. So it's all confidential and, and private. So the people in the group will see your face. But the cool thing is you can, you know, put whatever name you want there on Zoom. You don't have to use your name. You don't have to use your last name. You can call yourself, you know, Xena Warrior Princess if you want. And um, everyone will be there to support you. For those who've just joined us, we're talking to Anne Blythe. Anne Blythe, you will be able to hear her podcasts, which are called Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And those podcasts are available. Uh, Are they on iTunes? Where are those podcasts? They're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, any major podcasting app. We also have transcribed every single podcast episode. So it's available on our website. 
So you can go there, and if you if you hear one that you really like, you can share it from our website. So on our website, it has both the audio format and the actual transcription if people are interested in reading. Some women, it's easier for them to read, although these days it seems like it's easier to listen to a podcast. But just in case you um, can't listen, then there's a reading option available as well on our website, and that is btr.org. And as you look at BTR.org, you will find a lot of the information that Anne and I have discussed today that Anne has shared. There's a link. If you go to the education tab, you'll see a link to the podcast. There's links to books that are suggested and articles that are about um, psychological abuse and emotional abuse. And and I'll just say this. um, We all deserve to be in a healthy um, relationship with whoever we are engaging in on a daily basis, whether it uh, is a spouse or a partner or a child or a parent or a coworker. But I think it's beautiful, Anne, that you founded this. So you started your podcast four years ago, Betrayal Trauma Recovery, and then you started the support groups. How long ago? It was in the beginning of 2017, January 2017. Along my journey, I met some amazing, highly trained, highly certified coaches who I brought on board we currently have five. They are our our coaching team is extremely strong, and everyone brings a different you know vibe to the table. And um, in in the if, when you join the group, you'll be able to uh, go to sessions with all of our coaches, and they're amazing. They have different personalities. Some of them are really funny. Some of them are really insightful. Well, they're all funny. They're all insightful. They're all amazing. And um, I, I, it's, it's really cool to work with a strong team. Everyone on my team, including the podcasting te- team, has been through this. So our entire organization is made up of survivors of emotional and psychological abuse. And there are both individual sessions as well as the daily support groups that you mentioned? Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. And I understand you have a new book out. What's the title of it? I do. It's called Trauma Mama, Husband Drama. And it's actually a picture book for adults that helps illustrate these complex complex concepts that we've talked about today. Because it is so complex, this picture book, and it is for adults, is a super simple way to actually visualize and see what's happening and also take someone through that process of how do I determine whether or not what I'm experiencing is emotional abuse. It's called Trauma Mama Husband Drama, and it's available on Amazon. I appreciate the time, Anne Blythe, that you have spent with us, um, helping us understand the role that betrayal trauma recovery can play. And I appreciate you joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'll give the website one more time, btr.org. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you.